Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And on today's episode, a listener writes in, and they have a great question. And the question is this. Is there a difference between studying the Bible and reading it devotionally? Well, this is a great question, and the answer briefly is everyone should do both. It's sometimes nice to articulate and divide different ways that we approach the Word, but sometimes the methodological consideration might prevent us from actually doing the work. Whatever form it takes, engaging the Word is the most important thing. In fact, the answer to this question could actually be yes and no. Maybe, I guess, is even perhaps a better answer. And yes, in the sense that the, the meditating on the Word, the it personally in nature, as it seeks to have its breadth in terms of coverage, whereas the study of the Word, it seeks depth and then comprehension of the text using many of the tools that you'll find necessary reading the Bible. But they can't be separated. Many read devotionally while at the same time understanding it as deeply as they can. Many read deeply while at the same time having personal effect and desire. You can't read the Word and study the Word without a doxological end. That is, you can't read the Word without leading to worship, and you can't worship without the Word in the sense that you have to have content in the person to whom you worship, and the way we worship is also guided by the very person as well. So we must realize that both are tied together. And, and part of this is just personally is that, you know, when we read the word simply for a reflection on it, we need to ask the question, what does the text reveal about God? And what does this mean for me, whether it be my belief or how to live? How is God convicting me? How is God teaching me through this text? And yet at the same time, reading the word in depth allows us to study the context of the text, to study the context of the passage, to study the passage in terms of what we often refer to as the grammatical historical reading of the text. That is how we understand the individual words, phrases, and sentences, and paragraphs, as well as the book and the canon, so that we get the full story of not only a particular passage, but the story of God that's found in Genesis all the way through Revelation and everywhere in between. And connecting those things, studying those things with a deep study is an encourager to our souls. And so here also, the, the simple answer to the question before us is some distinctions can be made in practice, but the encouragement is to do both. The depth of insight into the word as well as the meditative reading of the word for the personal understanding and benefit and, it, and at the end read the word is the ultimate encouragement that one can make. Now, we also need to say a few more things. That the Bible is a big book. It can be intimidating to read. And in fact, so many of us prefer just to read books of the Bible. And if we do, do read the book of the Bible, we can sometimes treat it like a mere instruction manual. We use it when needed, but otherwise we try to do things ourselves. It, it can remind us of going and putting together Ikea furniture without a manual or some other kind of 
of product. Unfortunately, as many of us have experienced, the instruction manual uh, needs to be respected and read properly. Otherwise, our furniture may look disjointed in the end. Things are similar with reading the Bible. Failure to read the scriptures properly can lead to all kinds of trouble and error. And of course we know, the Bible is much grander than any Ikea manual. It's a book with heights and depths, poetry and prose. And reading it requires even more purposefulness than reading any other book. And as I've read the Bible over the course of my life, here are a few things that I've learned that can help you as you read and study Scripture. First, believe it. It's important to remember that understanding the Bible requires faith. We have to believe it. Augustine challenged us, believe so that you may understand. He said these words because he himself never properly understood the Bible until he believed it. The Bible is much like a polarized lens that fishermen use. Without the polarized lenses, the water has an intense glare. But with polarized lenses, one can see into the water. The Bible requires faith for us to see its depth. Second, pray and meditate. Prayer is often an overthought, but we can't understand anything spiritual unless God helps us and he reveals it to us. We may have faith, but we still need help. And so we should pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to understand the word. In fact, as we pray, we remember our dependence on God for insight, for wisdom. We should also take our time to meditate on God and his word as we move through the scripture. Just like it takes time for a tree's root system to soak up water, so our souls need time to be nourished by the word. And as we meditate, we can pray God's word back to him. Psalm one Psalm one nineteen eighteen says, "Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your law." You see, we need His Holy Spirit to illuminate His Word so that we might see the wondrous things He has written in the Word of God. Third, read in context. Just because we believe God's Word and we pray about it doesn't mean that we're immediately given comprehensive understanding of Scripture. We have to adopt wise ways of approaching the text. And so we need to read in context. We should not forget what came before the section we're reading. We wouldn't start reading chapter 13 of Pride and Prejudice and simply expect to know what's going on in the story. And neither should we expect the same when we read the Bible. We also need to remember what genre we're in. If it's a letter, we need to remember that the structure will lend itself to certain modes of expression. And the same is true of poetry, historical narrative, and even other genres. Fourth, have a game plan when reading and studying the Bible. If we're reading the Bible regularly, it's best not to open the Bible to a random place every day and point your finger on it and say, that's what the Lord is saying to me. Nor is it always good to go wherever our whims take us. This is because randomness disallows us from reading the Bible in any coherent order. And reading the Bible in some kind of order helps us to understand it better. Wherever going where our whims take us often means we never read certain portions of Scripture, and we all need God's Word. Many people choose to read the Bible in a year. In fact, there are many good plans out there. Uh, I simply mark three places in my Bible with sticky tabs, one in the Old Testament, one in the Psalms, and one in the New Testament. I read a chapter or two from each section every day, and so I eventually cover the whole Bible. But I don't take, keep track of how long that takes. In the end, it doesn't matter too much what plan we choose. We just have to find one that works for us. Now, 
look up your questions. In fact, you're listening to this podcast. I've done over 200 plus episodes and growing of this show where you can find it on our website even. Uh, it's called Servants of Grace Theology segment. It's its own page. You can find all of all of the answers there. And we need to ask good questions and we need to ask trustworthy teachers. Another good resource for your questions is Ligonier. Uh, they have lots of great resources that can help you. Now, regardless of how you get your questions answered, and that matters, as I say, do get them answered from a reliable source. Reading the Bible is about more than simply reading. It's about understanding. Some of my most profitable times of study have come after I asked a question of the text and pursued the answer. These are just five tips for studying the Bible effectively, and if we follow them, we'll grow in our understanding slowly but surely. And Lord willing, with that growth and understanding will come growth in the grace of God. God will use his word and his spirit to shape us to be the people he's called us to be. Men and women who love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all our soul, and love our neighbor as ourselves. May God bless our reading and study of his word. Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.